This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. We're thrilled today to be joined by Jim Schmerling. Jim is the CEO and president of the Connecticut Children's Medical Center. He's going to tell us about the, the medical center, the key trends and priorities now, what he's watching in healthcare, and a lot more. Jim, thank you so much for joining us. Can you take a moment and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Connecticut Children's? Sure. Thank you, Scott. Um, well, I, um, in my 42nd year uh, in hospitals, all in children's hospitals, uh, my whole career has been in pediatrics. And uh, Connecticut Children's is actually a fairly young hospital. It was uh, created about 26 years ago. There were three institutions caring for children that uh, agreed that uh, we would do a better job of consolidating uh, pediatrics into one, one children's hospital. So uh, they closed their pediatric programs and consolidated and created Connecticut Children's. And we just, saw, in fact, in April, just celebrated our 26th uh, anniversary. We are an academic medical center with uh, really four missions. One most obvious is clinical, but we're also engaged in academic um, uh, development. Uh, we, we train the next generation of pediatric providers, and any discipline that touches a child has some form of their education rotation through children's. And then we are uh, have an advocacy agenda because children don't vote and they don't make political contributions. And so uh, we help become a voice for public policy relating to children's health. And then we're engaged in research and trying to advance knowledge and uh, care for children. Phenomenal. And tell, tell us about when you look at Connecticut Children's and you think about your top points of pride in Connecticut Children's Medical Center, what comes to mind? What do you think about when you think, here's what I glow about, here's what I gleam about at Connecticut Children's? Well, I think, um, first of all, the, the, the commitment and passion of the, of the uh, staff here, um, it, it's, it's palatable, and uh, we're, we're, we're taking care of children throughout the state. We have satellites um, in every part of the state. We probably represent uh, care for 62% of all the newborn intensive care unit patients in the state. And uh, have now branched into Western Massachusetts and Eastern New York, and so I think uh, being able to reach children and, and bring that uh, expertise close to home is something that we're very proud of. Phenomenal, and, and the passion of the people. When you look at this year, and what does the competitive landscape look like for children's health care in Connecticut? Is it competitive? Is it cooperative? Is it a mix of both? How do you look at that from a children's hospital perspective? Uh, for the most part, it's it's pretty collaborative. I think the uh, the only other large pediatric program in the state of Connecticut is at Yale New Haven, and uh, we have an interesting relationship with Yale New Haven. Uh, we collaborate whenever we can, and we compete when we have to, and so there's a little of both that takes place. Um, they're an excellent institution, and of course, we're both committed to uh, academics and caring for children, uh, but there's really not a great deal of competition because there's so much need in the pediatric community that uh, both organizations are pretty pretty needed. Um, the, the adult hospitals, uh, it's very collaborative. Uh, we have alliances with several of the adult health systems to be their pediatric provider uh, so that they don't have to duplicate those services. And it frees their capacity up for the adult patient care. And of course, over the last uh, couple of years, um, they've needed all the capacity they could, they could garner uh, with COVID. There weren't that many children being admitted. Uh, we had capacity where their, their hospitals were filling. Uh, we actually even offered to take patients up to the age of 25 just to free up some capacity for COVID patients. So it's, it's been very collaborative. Um, when we've needed uh, support, we, we get that from the adult hospitals. When they needed support, we, we lent them ventilators um, when they were running short. 
during the peak of COVID. So it's very, very collaborative, I think, in the state. And, and at the end of the day, there's just not enough capacity in the country for all the pediatric healthcare needs. And thus, it, it, it by its nature, becomes a little bit more cooperative than, than it otherwise might be. And then with the adult health centers, completely cooperative because it's really not a competitive landscape. And, and really, again, you really need the pediatric expertise to treat children well. Fascinating. And you've been in this area for 42 years. You know, sometimes I'll hear people in the pediatric world say, these aren't little adults, they're children, and it's a very distinct difference. Exactly. Children are still developing physiologically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Um, so we can't apply the same things that we would do for an adult that we would for kids. And things uh, even like for uh, medication administration, for us as adults, you know, we get an adult dosage of whatever the medication is. For children, it becomes a calculation of uh, milligrams of medication per kilogram of weight because children come in all sizes and weights and, and every prescription has to be calculated. So there are some significant differences in how we deliver care to children than we would for adults. Phenomenal. And talk about, Jim, top few priorities this year. What are the big priorities you're worried about or focusing on this year? Well, one of our top priorities is in mental health. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion around the impact that COVID has had on children. And uh, behavioral mental health for children has always been a difficult challenge. There just aren't enough providers and the community resources, and that got exacerbated with, with COVID. And so uh, the, the demand is far exceeding our ability to, to meet it. So one of our biggest priorities is, is um, developing an entire continuum of service for children, uh, first trying to get into homes and schools and uh, do a better job of prevention and diagnosing kids much earlier so we can provide interventions that hopefully would keep them out of the hospital. But uh, for those children who need more intensive therapy, having outpatient services, uh, we're developing a, uh, an inpatient medical psychiatric unit that would do actually uh, both medical and psychiatric care. Most of the inpatient, in fact, all of the inpatient psychiatric beds that are available in the state are geared towards just uh, general psychiatry uh, for pediatrics. But when a child tries to harm themselves um, or has, a, for example, an eating disorder that's causing some kind of a physical illness, uh, historically, we've had to take care of the physical injury first and then transfer them into a psychiatric unit, and that delays the, the mental health intervention um, probably by a week or two. And so we're developing a medical psychiatric unit so that we can get the patient stable enough from the medical injury and start the behavioral health intervention much earlier. Of course, the sooner we can start that, the sooner they can get better and reduce the, their length of stay in the hospital and it reduces cost. So that's, that's a big priority for us. We've just submitted a um, certificate of need request to, to build this unit. And, and actually, the governor has in, uh, included in his proposed budget some dollars, some capital dollars to help us build out that, that MedPsych unit. That's a huge priority um, for us. Uh, our board of directors approved a strategic um, investment over the next five years of $400 million, which is the largest investment um, we've made since our founding. So that's, you know, gearing up for that uh, it includes some uh, capital for construction for additional capacity, but also reaching out and, and doing um, what we call an Office of Community and Child Health, which is more of a public health model, reaching into the community and trying to do prevention and address social determinants. So that's all part of this, this budget. And then investment in our research enterprise, accelerating uh, discoveries. 
so all of that, we're in our first year of that five-year strategic plan. And so that's all of that is, is consuming a significant amount of our time right now. You know, and that, that leads right to the next question I had for you is, to be great, to be where you want to be, what does the system need to look like five years from now? And it, it, probably the strategic plan is as good at teeing off places that is, as, as, as there is. What do you have to do to be how you want to be in five years, and what does that look like? Well, I think um, we have to blend the, the medical model with the public health model. Um, I think the hospital association at one point had talked about that big blue H sign that we use as a symbol for hospitals to, to actually stand for not just hospitals, but health. And that, that's what we're trying to do and, and uh, develop our system. So over the next five years, uh, integrate public health with what we're doing in the hospital. So as an example, uh, we have a program called Healthy Homes, where we identify homes that have uh, environmental hazards that may be triggers for things like asthma. So we see a child in the emergency department uh, with severe asthma, um, they're, they're stabilized in the ED and then they get admitted. Um, one of the things that we're doing now is part of the history and physical is asking about the home environment. And if we hear that there are triggers like dust, uh, rodents, the things that might trigger the asthma, we actually send in a team to mitigate those issues in the home so that the, when the child goes home, they, they don't go right back into that same environment and end up coming back to the hospital in six months. Currently, those kind of preventative measures aren't reimbursed, and so we, we fund it through a grant. Uh, so over the next several years, we're hoping to work with commercial payers and the, and the state Medicaid program to align the, doing the right things so we can reduce the utilization of the hospital uh, but not put ourselves in financial uh, difficulty as a result of doing the right thing. So I think over the next five years, it really is developing these preventive measures, addressing social determinants, but also being innovative in uh, financial models that allow us to sustain that. Phenomenal. So really changing hospital to health, the health of the entire community, and working more and more on preventive models. Plus, you've got a $400 million capital improvement, and a lot of exciting things underway. I mean, how, how satisfying a career have you had, Jim? You've been in this pediatric for 42 years. Give me a 1 to 10 on the satisfaction of your career and whether this is one of the more interesting times or not. <laughs> Uh, I, I would give you an 11. I, um, I, I love what I do. Um, it's all I've wanted to do, and I've been very fortunate to work with great people and great institutions and, and live in communities that support children. Um, I actually retired for about six months and uh, found that very distasteful. I wanted to get right back into it and still make a contribution towards uh, children's health. It's, a, it's an exciting, stimulating environment to work in. I'm working with people who are very interested in children and children's health and families. Uh, an inquisitiveness that uh, is continually looking for ways to improve and find cures um, and try to keep children healthy. And uh, it's just a very uh, exciting, stimulating environment. And even with some of the challenges we've had over the last two or three years with COVID, uh, people have stepped up and uh, it's, it's created opportunities for innovation and uh, to look at how, what we do differently and, and actually make improvements. So I, I, I find it as exciting today as I did 42 years ago. Just phenomenal. Thank you, Jim, so much for joining us today. What a great career and what great leadership at Connecticut Children's Medical Center. Thank you for taking the time to stay on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. What a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you.